You are listening to an exclusive on Pod Hub Network. Your city, your podcast. Welcome to Helmet Hair, a podcast by a simple gal who loves Pittsburgh sports, Pittsburgh beer, and talking about both. I'm Jordan. Here we go. It's just me this week, so I figured I would do an old-fashioned sports recap, which is pretty loaded because a lot happened. The Penguins started their season 0-2 and then bounced back to 2-2, so I cover all of that as well as the Steelers signing of ex-Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins? I don't know. I give you all my thoughts. So why don't you grab a beer and come hang out? What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 29 of Helmet Hair, part of the Pod Hub Network. And it was a busy day in the midst of a busy week for Pittsburgh sports fans. So I'm going to just dive right in after I tell you about the second beer in my dessert series. So 11th Hour had a series called Slice. was a bunch of different sour beers that were inspired by pie. Slices of pie, get it? This one in particular is brewed with raspberries, blackberries, vanilla beans, the ones from Madagascar, not those cheap-ass ones, and homemade pie crust. And when I tell you I'm excited to try this beer, I mean I'm like over the moon, ecstatic, can't wait to crack into this bad boy any second. Mm -mm -mm. Smells incredible. Cheers. Holy freaking crap. I mean, what? What? I mean, what What did I just drink? That is so incredible. All right, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Are you ready? Close your eyes. Here we go. Imagine that you are someone who loves pie. Someone just handed you a piece of homemade raspberry, blackberry, fruits of the forest pie. You take a bite and you're like, wow, that's the greatest pie I've ever had. Okay, so now take that, but it's a beer and you took a sip instead of a bite. And that's pretty much what just happened. I... I don't even have words. I just have noises. It's the the way that the tartness of the berry combined with the kind of sweetness of the pie crust and that filling, that pie filling, all packed into basically a perfect beer. That is excellent. Seriously, if you're out somewhere and you see that slice, it's a black can 
like a little crisscrossy pie thing on the front and it says slice in silver. If you're out somewhere and you see that, buy as much of it as that store will let you. Oh my gosh. Like that's the kind of beer that could get people into beer. I mean, bravo, 11th hour, bravo. If I wouldn't mess up my entire recording setup, I would give you a standing ovation right now because that is outstanding. Quite truly one of the greatest beers I think I've ever had. That's amazing. You've outdone yourselves. Okay, so totally switching gears now to get into sports. And we'll start with the breaking news of the day, which is that the Steelers signed ex-Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins to a one-year contract. And I'll tell you, when I woke up this morning, I had no expectation that the Steelers were going to be hosting him for an interview, let alone sign the dude. That was not on my radar at all. I don't think it was on anybody's. It was very surprising. And the fact that it is only a one-year deal makes it a little bit easier to tolerate. But the circumstances under which he was cut from the Washington football team, not ideal. If you don't remember, he broke COVID protocol because he just had to go maskless to a strip club. I'm sure you could make plenty of other jokes about what else and other articles of attire were missing from people. But this is a family program, so we're not going to go there. Otherwise, though, not not very underwhelming. Very underwhelming play in Washington. And eventually, despite all of the controversy, he was benched for Alex Smith and... He yeah he didn't he didn't really play very well not as bad as maybe terrible quarterbacks but not as good as even average ones in the 2020 season he completed 148 passes on 241 attempts for a completion percentage of 61.4 he threw for 1439 yards for five touchdowns and seven interceptions. So not a great ratio. He only won one game. And it was against San Francisco, who was riddled with injuries. Not great. Not great. Obviously, everybody was kind of hopeful that they would make a real and legitimate push for Deshaun Watson, another quarterback who's set, maybe, to hit the trade block We don't know anything about that because he's still under contract in Houston, but people were very optimistic that that could be a possibility since Ben is going to have to restructure his deal if he wants to come back. And it sounds like he's going to come back, but based on what we saw this year, they're going to have to make some very significant changes to their offense if they want to do anything with Ben's final seasons. So my confusion, I guess, is why did they... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not confusion. He's a cheap quarterback, a cheap backup quarterback with a relatively high ceiling because, if I recall correctly, before all of this stuff with Alex Smith and uh, all of the COVID strip club nonsense, Washington was 
pretty high on Haskins as their dude. They thought that he was going to be their guy moving forward because Alex Smith is kind of on the tail end of his career as well. He's getting older, and it's definitely worth noting that he did have a life-threatening injury last season, so that's something to keep in mind when considering starting quarterback longevity. But I don't know. You you just never know with these things, and he was not playing with, you know, insanely good talent on Washington's offense. So maybe with a core of young receivers, and if the Steelers draft well on the line and in the backfield, who knows? Who knows what he can do? And he, it's not like Pittsburgh is unfamiliar with quarterbacks who needed to mature. Because our current quarterback really needed to mature. And he did. It's not impossible. So if Haskins can kind of take a seat under Ben and learn from him, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback type talent. But he's at least better than Mason Rudolph. So we've already improved. He's one year contract. Very cheap. You never know. I'm I'm talking myself into it the more more I'm discussing it. So I'm hopeful. Anytime stuff like this happens, even if I don't like it right away, I'm always hopeful that they prove me wrong and that they do really well. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me being right when I make predictions about stuff or when I have gut feelings about stuff. I would much rather see the team that I support succeed than see me be right. Because that's way more fun to cheer on a winning team than it is to harbor a grudge and be like, but I told you. Because who wins in that scenario? Just me. But not really. Do I win? No, I don't. Anyway, the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins. He's going to be wearing number three for the team next year. And we will see. On to more pressing matters. The Penguins, who started the season 0-2, losing their first series to the Flyers, which just sucked so much but went on to sweep their first series against the Capitals and it was not in a convincing fashion but they won and I'll tell you what even in the games against the Flyers for the most part they looked like the better team everything except that first period first period and a half against the Capitals in the game on Tuesday they've they've looked decent all things considered because they had like a week-long training camp no preseason a weird off season a weird playoff last year a new totally new roster just it's so many different things going on and the other encouraging thing is that besides Carter Hart for the Flyers they didn't look spectacular and the Capitals looked slow and old. Somehow those games were still as dramatic and theatrical in nature as ever because that's just what happens when the Penguins play the Capitals. It's just like drama the whole time. It's insane, and it's electric. That game on Tuesday, going down 4-2, to two, having to kill off a 5-on-3, but not just that scoring 
in a breakaway on the five on three with a breakout pass from Casey DeSmith to Teddy Bluger in between in the five hole. It it was an Im- immediate spark and turning point and momentum because if the Capitals score on that five on three, game's basically over. That would have put the nail in the coffin of the Penguins. They needed some type of energy and they needed to to wake up and that was what did it and even though Malkin still looked like garbage for the majority of that game he finally scored towards the end and then having Sidney Crosby score the overtime winner there's nothing that gets that team going quite like Sidney Crosby sealing a victory against the Capitals in overtime and because that was the last thing that we had to take away from the game, we're not going to know how it impacted them moving forward. But my hope is that that turnaround in that game is really going to inspire them moving forward and that they'll be able to to really pay attention to all of the things that they did wrong in that game. And they did quite a lot wrong. The biggest mistake, of course, being that they let up a three-on-none breakaway. That's right. I didn't say three-on-one. Three capitals rushing towards Casey DeSmith with nary a penguin in sight. How does that even happen? Better yet... How does that happen in that team not score? I have no idea how the Capitals blew that chance, but I will be eternally grateful to the good Lord above that they didn't. Because, again, that would have been the game, but it wasn't. And ultimately, when you play crappy and you still find a way to win, as long as you don't become complacent with your crappy play, you're you're probably probably going to find yourselves in a good position moving forward in terms of standings and playoffs. I can't believe they're 2 and 2. I really thought that they were going to be 1 and 3, maybe 0 oh and 4. Uh, it just they were not getting any bounces. They weren't getting any lucky breaks. 3 games in a row with a bench infraction, the too many men on the ice call. What what are you doing? Pay attention. And of course, they really sharpened that up. They they cleaned it up, got things sorted out for the fourth game. Thank God. But still, another too many men on the ice penalty. I'm pretty sure that it did happen again in the fourth game. Just get your head out of your butts, guys. Like, And as the game progressed, they got more aware of what was going on. They played smarter. They played better, and that's good. But those slow starts are going to be the death of them. It just is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And if they come out tomorrow night against the Rangers and have another slow start with the slew of talent that that team has, Lafreniere and Panarin and Zabinijad, like, they they are loaded. They're they apparently are know exactly how to rebuild, and they did it in record time. Unbelievable. But they do also have Jack Johnson. So 
I don't really need to go into that because he doesn't play for us anymore, and I've talked about him more than enough. I could, however, see him scoring tomorrow night on the Penguins, not not on the Rangers, because I feel like that needs to be specified. The Penguins will take on the Rangers tomorrow night, Friday, at 7, and then again on Sunday at 7, and that will conclude the first series against that team. They're going to be playing them at PPG Paints Arena, and I am keeping my ears and eyes and brain open to any and all whispers of fans being permitted to the game again because as soon as they do that I'm going to be there I can't keep myself away it's been way too long I love that team more than life itself and I just need I need to go to a game and that's that and hopefully sooner rather than later we'll be there but I'm just glad hockey's happening again, and this is a lot of fun, and I went, what, a week, maybe a week without having some Pittsburgh sports team to give me a heart attack, and it's nice. It's nice to be on the edge of my seat yelling at the TV constantly because I let a sports team dictate my emotional state. It's the way to go. And I am looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Gonna curl up on my couch, drink a good beer, of course, and I'll be tweeting the whole time. Hopefully in celebration, not in angst. Probably both. Because that's just how it goes. Also, I forgot how lonely it is with no guests. Just me having to hear myself talk. Not, and it gets old. It gets old. So thanks for listening all the way through. You guys are the real MVPs. So that's going to do it for another episode of Helmet Hair. Thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to Helmet Hair wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And if you liked it, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Helmet Hair Pod because I post some cool pics and I say some funny things sometimes. I will see you guys next time. 